If you want to know anything and everything there is to know about how to sell your house, you're in the right spot, my friend. Welcome to the How to Sell a House podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Sell a House podcast. Today we're going to get into what to do if you can't afford to sell your house or if you're underwater on your home. So we're going to get into some of that. I'm Cassidy Lewis. I'm Chris Erickson. Lauren Sanders. And we are all real estate agents here in San Diego, California. So if you're thinking about selling here, definitely get in touch with us. Or if you're in a different market, in a different part of the world or the USA, uh, get in touch too because we have a lot of resources. Um, We have a lot of agents probably in your area. So go to howtosellahousepodcast.com and there's a ton of resources there, all of our episodes, and that's how you can get in touch with us. Let's get into it. So I have a question. What do you mean by underwater? We're we're sitting here with an ocean view, and I'm wondering what, <laughs> what you mean by underwater. Meaning that either you can't afford to pay your mortgage or your home is worth less than you paid for it. So your mortgage is at a higher value than what your home is at. There you go. Okay. <laughs> or we have one of these recently got a call from somebody that – they were in a adjustable rate mortgage. It's one of those that needs to be refied mm-hmm. at the point of where it is, and they can't qualify, uh-huh. even though they have plenty of equity. So this is that's a little different situation because then you can't afford to sell your house. Mm-hmm. You just may not want to. But um, yeah, and over the last we're sitting here in 2022, and it was a, a much bigger. There was a lot bigger slice of the pie of people who were underwater and. The last housing crash, 2008, 2007, that kind of time zone where home prices appreciated super quickly and people were putting down Nothing. Little, little to no money. There was a lot of 80, 10, 10s, 80, 10, or, or even 80% and then a 15% second. So you had 5% equity, but a lot of 80, 10, 10s were done. We yeah. had 10% equity, 10% second. And in that position, if you have a... 15% drop in home prices, your house is technically underwater. Yeah. And so now 2022, the, the, there's a mortgages have changed. The, the lending standards have changed. So we're not seeing as much, uh, homes underwater. We'll see what the next few years have in store. But, um, if you, another thing too, let's say you are right on the border of like, let's say your house is worth exactly what you could sell it for kind of what you're going to net at the end, you got to take into account all the costs to sell your house, commissions and title and escrow and any back taxes, any any anything that, you know, will take away from your net proceeds at the end. And in that case, maybe you don't have enough to cover that. So we're going to get into a little bit of, you know, options of what you can do potentially to still sell your house and get out or maybe not. So let's get into what to do if you can't afford to sell your house or if it's underwater. So the first thing is, obviously, if you can still afford the payments. I know Lauren was just mentioning some of these adjustable rate mortgages. And over time, depending on what you set up with your uh, mortgage lender, timeframes on when those mortgage rates do adjust are different for, for, you know, there's a ton of different uh, options out there. But let's say you did, they did adjust and they went up and you can't afford the payments anymore. That's one option. But if you can still afford your payments, if you have a fixed rate, 30 year standard mortgage, one option, just stay and build more equity, you know, build it up to a point where either the 
market still continues to appreciate. So at some point you can, you do have enough funds to sell your house, take care of all the expenses and then walk away with maybe a little bit too. But yeah, that's just kind of the easiest option. You're already living there. You can still afford your, your payments. So just stay time timelines. Who knows what's going to happen in the market at any time. But at some point, if you do continue to pay off your mortgage, some point in the future, you should be able to sell it for some sort of net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, rents are up significantly in our area. Then it's, you know, I think it's like that in much of the country, but around where we are significantly up. So maybe you can't stay in the home, but you could rent it and it would pay for itself to keep, keep it going. And that's an option to think about too. The, the uh, obvious critical factor if you're doing that is to make sure the person renting it is extremely well qualified and stable uh, because you don't want to rent it to somebody then not get the payment and also be, you know, very close to a razor thin margin on mm-hmm. all of those things. But, but that's something to think about too. Sometimes rent your expensive house. If it's a more expensive house, then go rent somewhere else and keep it going until the market adjusts to where you can. You have equity to sell it if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, and depending on where you live, obviously it's going to be much different in in different markets. So kind of see what you can rent it for, and don't do uh, if you can rent. So let's say you can rent out your house for twenty five hundred bucks a month. Your mortgage is twenty five hundred bucks a month. At that point, it might still not make sense to rent it out because that twenty five hundred. I mean, it looks like it's going to be the same amount, but you still have expenses and you want to put some reserves away for the rent. You want to potentially take into account some vacancies. If there is a month or two where you don't have anybody living there, let's say a little bit of turnover is a little bit slower right now. Even the rental market's pretty cranking. Robust is what we like to call it. So, you know, but in a different market, when things are going a little slower, it might take a month or so, maybe two months to rent out your house. Some sort of, you're going to need some sort of funds to back that up. uh, So you can, you know, uh, be okay in those situations as well. But yeah, you do want some cushion, you know, look into to rentals if you are hiring a property management company because you don't want to take care of it. That's going to be a cost as well. So if you do decide to rent it out, just make sure the numbers do make sense. There's a bunch of online resources too where you can go and kind of run the numbers um, and, and see if it does pencil out that you can rent it out and either make some money or at least cover what you're renting out your next place for. So one of the other options to um, is to refi your mortgage, whether you're in an adjustable like Lauren mentioned earlier, or if you just need to refi to make your payment lower, that's an option, or even to pull cash out to be able to you know, cover any costs or anything associated with selling, that might be an option as well. It just depends what your situation is, um, but refining um, and at least having the conversation with a lender to talk about refi options because there are a lot of different options out there that might be able to help you uh, get into a better financial spot with your home. Yeah, and if you do refi into a lower rate, that's wouldn't necessarily help you if you can't afford to sell your house or if it's underwater. Uh, but it might help in that renting situation where, you know, you do lower your mortgage by, let's say, a few hundred bucks and you're able to rent it now for, you know, the difference of that. It might make more a little bit more sense to get that refi and save a little cash on your monthly payments. The last case scenario you want to look at is potential short sale. Maybe not the last case, you know, the, the final case, but doing a short sale, which Briefly is negotiating with the lender to take less than what's owed on the home because it makes sense for them to do it 
based on the situation. And we did a lot of those back in the day in 2008, 9, uh, 7, 8, 9, those eras. But uh, there is an impact on credit and those things when you do that sort of thing. So it's not something you go about lightly. You know, it can be a way out. Also, if you have job, if there's so we've we've negotiated those in in uh, where the seller basically gets nothing out of the home, but there was also situations where that they were negotiated and that because of proven job stuff and a couple different reasons the lender actually let a homeowner um, walk away with some equity or some some of the money from the proceeds which is not the norm but it's definitely something that can happen and so the best thing to do with when you're underwater is actually to sit down with somebody third party that's not biased and figure out what you know if you're underwater what's the What's the procedures you should go through, the steps you should go through to make the best decision for you and your family? It's pretty simple, you know, it's a pretty simple process, just some questions. And then you're going to go A, if A, then you go down one path. If B, then you go down another path and you'll know in the end, hey, this, this is probably the best thing for us to do based on where we're at. Could be to rent your house, could be to sell it, could be sometimes to, hey, I got to write a check for $15,000 to leave because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want my credit um, dinged and I don't, you know, I just want to get out. And, and it all depends. He, every buyer and seller we work with has a little bit different situation. And our goal always is to sit, listen, ask some questions, get some details, and then bring in consultants when we need to, might need a CPA to talk to about the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's impact on those kind of things too in your life. There's a financial impact beyond um, just the money part. There could be tax implications. There's all kinds of implications. So anyway, it's not something to go about lightly, I guess, is my main point on that. Sit down, go through a process of getting questions answered. And then, you know, you know, based on what what comes out of that, hey, here's the probably the best option for us. And there are implications on on if you do go the short sale route with finding your next home, too. So like you mentioned, the credit yep. ding, possibly. Um, there's also lender rules on getting another mortgage for a certain amount of time also. I don't know what the time frame is. Two years is it, it used two to years? be. Okay. Yeah. okay, I'm not sure what it is right now, but there is some of those things too. So if you are going to go that short sale route and you're moving to either a new location or whatever your circumstances are, you want to be able to make sure that you can find that next spot that you're going to yeah. um, and you'll be able to qualify and or that your credit's good enough to be able to get into a rental or something like that. Yeah. There, there's implications for sure. That's why it might, sometimes it makes sense. We've done them where the person's like, I don't want to pay this money to get out, but you know, most of us want to live up to our obligations as well. So the only, re- the only real reason to do a short sale is if it's really the only option in the, in the end, uh, because it's a better option than uh, some of us, you know, worked with a lot of clients, not recently, but in the, you know, back in the, 2007, eight, where they would just not think about it and end up getting foreclosed on. That's the worst case scenario mm-hmm. uh, when you do something like that because that has the biggest impact on your uh, on everything. Yeah, you don't want to just sit and wait. Yeah, if that's something you that is a, a conversation you're debating having, having that short sale conversation. Don't just wait and see. Yeah. Have the conversation. Because like you said, you don't want to get to no, the next level. No, no. Check, and check your, you know, it, luckily in the market we're in, it's and it's like we say always, it's different everywhere. But 
You may even have more equity than you think you do. If you're sitting on here and you're thinking, hey, my house is worth X, and, and you're not really – and don't base it on Zillow or whatever. Get that number in your mind too because it could be a, a better number than you think. It might allow you to do what you need to do to get out of the property and move on. Yeah, so there's options. That's the main thing to know when you get in one of these positions is there's a number of options and some are better than others for sure. So if you can't afford to sell your house because of the costs associated with it or your house is underwater, just be aware that there are options. Talk to somebody like Lauren mentioned earlier. Get all the numbers. Get get everything together so you can make an informed decision and find out what's going to make the best sense for you, whether it be selling, renting, short selling. I mean, there's there's options out there. So chat with somebody. If you guys need some more information, need to chat with somebody in your neighborhood who knows your market, who knows specifically what your house could potentially sell for, as well as the other options, go to How to Sell a House podcast and hit us up because we have a ton of great people, a really good network around the United States. Go over there, hit us up, and we'll take care of you. Catch you on the next one.